This is the first of our two exclusive KGEZ Good Morning Show drill downs made possible by Bailey Insurance Services to Washington, D.C. and Bob Costantini. Good morning, Bob. Hey, guys. Good morning. Good to be with you. Uh, President Biden has just announced uh, in a statement, actually, that there will be 500 new sanctions against Russia and Russian entities and Russian personnel and people uh, who are involved directly uh, in running the penal colony where Alexei Navalny died a little uh, a week ago. Now we found out about it. Um, uh, so they, a new round of sanctions has been put in place, and the president saying in this statement, uh, for its ongoing war of uh, conquest on Ukraine and for the death of Alexei Navalny, who was courageous anti-corruption activist, and Putin's fierce, fiercest opposition leader, the president saying that in a statement. So these, uh, this is another round of sanctions that the uh, administration is putting in place. Uh, it seems to have been the, really t- almost entirely triggered by what happened to Alexei Navalny. Uh, the president met with his widow yesterday in San Francisco uh, while the president was out there doing fundraising events as well and uh, talking about her being brave, courageous, and the like when he talked with reporters, and, and he also spoke about it at uh, some of the fundraisers he attended last night. But the, uh, uh, the, the hope is that this will put more of a pinch on Russia. But as we know, guys, the, the sanctions, <laughs> we already have a lot of severe sanctions, supposedly, in place against Russia, and yet... What we're finding is that things like uh, Iranian drones that are being used by Russia against Ukraine contain some components that come from the United States. Hmm. So it's uh, in in an international, you know, uh, economic climate. Uh, even so, there are a lot of difficulties uh, adhering there. You know, keeping tight sanctions on just about anybody. Uh, in particular, but Russia's economy we know is suffering in a sense, but they're also using significant oil revenues to help wage this war uh, in Ukraine, guys. And what about the oil uh, price caps? Is that doing any good? Uh, the the price caps, uh, Russia seems to be selling oil on the cheap, <laughs> oh, yeah. um, and uh, so uh, so price caps may be having some impact, but China. Uh, India, among other nations, and probably North Korea to some extent as well, are buying Russian oil uh, and don't really necessarily adhere to any kind of international proscriptions about how to sell oil. So the, this, the, the, those three countries alone account for significant uh, amounts of sales of Russian oil even as the the international market has dried up. But it's also important to remember <laughs> that Russian natural gas is still going through Ukraine into Eastern Europe. And, uh, and in perhaps in some instances, Russian natural gas is still being used in Ukraine itself. Uh, so the, the, the and, and that's, of course, harkens back to the old Soviet Union days, and the United States has tried to help, and there's talk, you know, there's always been this talk about sending natural, more natural gas to Europe and everything else. But in the end, when you have a pipeline already constructed to some place, 
it, it's a lot easier to do that. And so that's that's one of the areas, again, where Russia is able to get around any kind of international sanctions. Hmm. And so I, we're going to put some more on. Right, is that going to is, – is, Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. More, more and, sanctions and, will be better. Now, what about uh, – uh, you said that they're targeting the uh, – whoever it was that's running – the uh, location where vul- mm-hmm. uh, the- people, yeah, they seem to know a lot of people, <laughs> and of course the names mean uh, yeah. would mean nothing to us necessarily, but they seem to know a lot of the uh, uh, corporations in Russia and the uh, the per- individuals who are affiliated with that penal colony, oh. as well as other you know uh, parts of the sanctions that are being put on. Um, it's uh, it. That this is why, in a sense, it took like a week for them to get around with a list of hmm. 500 or so. Um, you know, uh, they, they call them Russian entities, which means either persons or businesses or parts of the government. And, you know, you, you have to ask yourself, if you're, uh, if you're in Russia and you've been there for two years with, with the war in Ukraine for two years facing other sanctions, do you have a lot of money socked away in the West? Uh, wow. You know, maybe you used to, but maybe you brought it back home or, or things like that. So, uh, you know, how how impactful this will all be is hard to say, but the number sure is eye-opening. Yeah. yeah. Okay, Bob, uh, South Carolina, what's going to happen there tomorrow? <laughs> um, well, I can't say for certain, but it looks uh, it looks uh, pretty good for former President Donald Trump. All, all the polls seem to indicate that he leads Nikki Haley, the former governor of South Carolina, by as much as two to one, uh, or, or around two to one, and that could be the, the resulting, uh, uh, you know, the result of the primary election tomorrow. But we know that Nikki Haley has been traversing the state a lot. This is a kind of an open primary. That, that means that if you didn't vote in the Democratic primary, which President uh, Biden easily won, if you didn't vote in that, you can vote in the Republican primary, whether you're a Democrat or an independent. Uh, you know, there's a way to switch it yourself around. But the, the thing is, and, and why I don't expect that to be a big help to Nikki Haley, is that uh, any Democratic-leaning, or any Democrat or Democratic-leaning independent, especially if they want to cross over, might think twice about this because... Uh, you 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 see the national polls that show Nikki Haley would do a lot better against President Biden in a head-to-head national matchup. Uh, she she goes she polls ahead of him beyond the margin of error for all the national polls. So will uh, will Democrats? If you're a Democrat, don't you think maybe it's still best uh, for you to not support? The um, uh, not support Donald, uh, not support Nikki Haley, uh, who might be a better candidate against uh, President Biden. Yeah. Well, no. she sure is making a lot of hay out of the age thing, and uh, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I, yeah. I, as I say, that's just I just I I can't imagine that that's going to hit home with a majority of voters uh, over sixty, which is the largest voting block. Yeah, <laughs> and always the most reliable. Um, we've talked about this a lot, obviously, uh, about the president's age and uh, former President Trump's age. He's 77. So the, 
uh, you know, she wants to make that an issue, and she talks about having, you know, uh, cognitive tests for politicians who are over 70 or 55, or, you know, she, she pulls a lot of numbers out of her hat, in a sense, to talk about that. But uh, it, I don't think that's necessarily going to resonate when we're looking at the possibility in this country of both the you know both party candidates, both major party candidates, uh, being uh, senior citizens and well into senior citizenship. Uh, you know, they they uh, she has made fun. Nikki Haley has made fun of Donald Trump's gaffes as well about the the one or two times that uh, he said that she was in charge of capital security uh, on January 6th, when, of course, it, uh, you know the former president wants to blame Nancy Pelosi for the attack on the Capitol. So, uh, but I just don't see where this is, uh, is going to fly significantly. Yes, there are uh, some elderly people uh, who, when you talk to them, will say, I don't think I can handle the job of being president uh, at that, that particular age or whatever particular age they may be. But it's it's just not, uh, well, at least uh, as far as I know, it's not resonating with her claims that both uh, Trump and Biden are too old to be president. Yeah, now, uh, I think she wants to stay alive through Super Tuesday, which is coming up March 5th. Yes. I guess a third yes. of all the presidential nominating convention delegates mm-hmm. are at stake on that mm-hmm. date. Uh, I'm not sure which states uh, that Super Tuesday covers, though. Mm-hmm. Is she campaigning well, in any of them? Uh, well, not yet, uh, the, to the best of my knowledge. She's been concentrating, of course, on South Carolina, uh, hoping really for some kind of miracle in her home state. Um, but uh it's a it's a much more conservative state, and uh, you know the, Donald Trump is still very popular there. He's got the backing of most of the uh, the statewide officials there in South Carolina. So it's just not uh, it's not in the cards for her. You know she might win or or be able to do well in a state like Massachusetts or Colorado. Uh, California is winner take all. There's a number of other winner take all states on Super Tuesday. Uh-huh. And so if Donald Trump wins California, let's say, and the polls indicate he will, um, you know, just the Republican base will carry him easily to the nomination. And in California, uh, that's uh, that's a huge amount of delegates. I forget exact, the exact number. But, you know, uh, one one third of the delegates are going to be uh, selected on Super Tuesday. There is the, is the Michigan primary uh, next Tuesday. Uh, which where Donald Trump is popular in the state of Michigan, that he won that state outright in the presidential election in 2016, and there are polls that indicate he is uh, he he would beat Joe Biden head to head in Michigan this year. Um, so, uh, I, I, I she wants to hang in there, and uh, perhaps she has the the good amount of money to hang in there, but it doesn't seem that there there just isn't some kind of uh, blueprint yeah. <laughs> that I can see, or anybody can see, or you know, most of the pundits can see, uh, that would take her to the nomination over Donald Trump right now, guys. Now, Donald, Bob, I, Bob, I wanted to just give you a, a couple of minutes here to talk sure. with us about the Mar-a-Lago documents. Uh, oh, looks yeah. like we've got uh, some changes going on there. Well, the former president um, 
has uh, filed, his lawyers, have filed uh, four new dismissal motions uh, in the Mar-a-Lago documents case. And this is the basis of uh, he has absolute presidential immunity. That's one of the arguments that they're making. That special counsel Jack Smith charged Mr. Trump with laws that should not apply to him under the Constitution because he was president. Um, that Smith's appointment was unlawful. I'm not exactly sure how that works. And the Trump that uh, Trump had the right to hold on to the documents under the Presidential Records Act. Now, this is going before Judge Aileen Cannon, a Trump appointee, who has at times favored the arguments that the Trump lawyers have made, but who most recently has gotten a little uh, snitty <laughs> with the uh, former president's lawyers' delay tactics. And so, uh, you know, whether or not this will have any uh, bearing on the case, uh, uh, will it be, will she dismiss all four of those motions? Will she act on one of them? Uh, but uh, the argument is that uh, this case should not be, should not move forward, that the case should be outright dismissed. And they make those four arguments about it, guys. It just seems that uh, everybody's gone to an awful lot of trouble here, including the FBI, uh, to just throw this thing out. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> it is yeah. possible, it would yeah. seem to me. Now, uh, if she tried to do that, I believe that would be appealable. Uh, and, uh, you know, then, then, then it would take a lot longer. As it is, this particular case is going to take a while because it's been slow-walked significantly by Judge Cannon. Uh, and so when this case will, would ever go to trial is a big question mark, guys. It would, it, remember, the, the Mar-a-Lago raid was, uh, was over a year ago. But uh, uh, Judge Cannon has not had the best of luck with the appellate courts. Uh, no, no, and not that I know of, but, uh, mm-hmm. to, to be honest with you. She, um, uh, she has been, uh, some of the rulings have initially have been that she needs to move things along uh, faster. <laughs> that's, that's the best way to put it in layman's terms, I guess, is that uh, 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 she, uh, early on in the case in particular, uh, uh, the appeals courts have, uh, have sided with uh, Jack Smith, I believe. Yeah. Bob, as always, we appreciate your great reporting, and right, thank yeah. you for drilling down for us this morning. Thank you. Take care. All right. Bye-bye. Bye.